Hi, I'm Ben. And I'm Jess and you're listening to a special episode of How Bad Can It Get? that we like to call for your consideration. So on For Your Consideration, Jess and I discuss a good film. It's either a film that I like, Jess likes, or a film that we've heard positive things about uh, to give us a break from talking about rubbish films. So this week, it was my choice. I chose Your Name. Uh, Your Name is a 2016 Japanese animated movie written and directed by Makoto Shinkai. Now, the movie follows Taki, a 17-year-old high school boy in Tokyo, and Mitsuha, a girl of the same age who lives in a rural town in Gifu Prefecture. One day, the teenagers wake up to find that they've switched bodies, and they have to live out the day as the stranger they are trapped inside. Once the day is over, the two switch back. Now, when they switch back, they've both got little memory of the events of the day before, Any memories that they do have feel like nothing but a dream that they eventually forget about. Now, the body swap starts to become a regular occurrence and the two start to communicate via diary entries in their phones. And from here, we see how they both affect each other's lives and gain perspective on their own lives. Your Name was a huge success in Japan. It grossed over 25 billion yen. It was a critical success that got good reviews across the board with uh, Japan Times calling it a blend of gorgeous, realistic detail and emotionally grounded fantasy. Your name is currently rated 8.4 out of 10 on IMDb and boasts an impressive 98% on the tomato meter. If you live in the UK, you can watch Your Name on Netflix or purchase it on Amazon Prime. Jess, what did you think? So, yeah, it was okay. <laughs> I wanted to really like it. You love it, do you? Do you love it? I have watched it three times. Since? Since, since last week. And it's week. only new to you? Yeah, brand wow. new to me. And I've watched it three times. I watched it once in Japanese, once in English, and then I went back today and watched it in Japanese again. We had a much different impression of this film i think <laughs> well well that's a point though did you watch it in japanese or english i watch it in english i couldn't get it it didn't it didn't give me the option to listen because i prefer that i i prefer to watch it in the language um in the language that it was made in and then have the subtitles but i had the subtitles on and I had it in English and the subtitles didn't match up with the English. So that, that might have been one reason why I was getting annoyed with it. So, and also it was too, so the way they spoke and everything was too made for like a Western audience. Yeah. And I would prefer it just to be um, them speaking how they would. Even if it's in English, I would prefer them speaking how it would. And it reminded me a lot of like, a, like Pokemon. Mm. Like the style of the, the the illustrations of the drawings, the animation, reminded me a lot of Pokemon, uh, the ri- original, like um, not the newer ones. Really, because the animation was, it was spectacular. No, it was beautiful. 
No, as in like, I know it's not the same level. I'm talking about the big eyes and the way they speak and everything. It was very similar style. Um, visually, like, don't get me wrong. Visually, this film was fantastic. It was beautiful. And I really enjoyed it just for the visuals. But the story, I was like, oh, it's like a Switch film. I wasn't, and even I got confused at the beginning because I thought they had switched into their old, because I didn't read anything about me the neither. film before I watched it either. I went straight in. So when I saw it first, I thought she had, like, I think I thought she had jumped into her, like, older self's body. Oh, <laughs> uh, because she was feeling her breasts and going, yeah. Yeah, when she was, like, fondling herself, I thought it was because she'd, like, jumped into her older self's body and she was so confused of why she was mm. grown up. Because you had that whole montage thing, which happens quite a lot in the film, which I really dislike. I loved it. I love the montage. See, I did. I hated that. I hated the open. I, I know this is so bad because I'm like <laughs> I'm ripping this film. I didn't enjoy the opening because it was like an opening of a TV series, not a, not a movie opening. It was very like. Have you seen much anime? Yeah, I have. I have. Because this is very anime. Like all of the stuff that you're saying is very like, normal. How it's like Pokemon. That is just a, a stylistic. Um, part of anime and it's the same with like that opening most anime you do get that kind of and here's a song and like a montage of what the characters do and it's yeah like I get what you mean because for me when I first started watching anime I did find that quite weird and I was like I don't really know what's happening here but it reached a stage where I was like like that's what I love about anime and I love how mad it is sometimes yeah. like this film was quite toned down um from what I expected it was more like a ghibli kind of it is anime but it's more I don't want to say that suitable I was going to say suitable for a western audience but I don't think that's what I mean I mean it's less it's more suited for like multiple audiences rather than just targeting one which is Ghibli <laughs> does as well I've, so I've watched I think there would be the main anime films that I watch are, is that studio um, they would pretty much actually probably the majority I think I've watched one or two other other ones so I haven't I have watched a few so I do know what they are and I guess maybe this one just didn't hit it for me and I like that I like animation when it's a little bit crazy and you kind of and I felt like this was quite weak in that it, it needed to be a little bit more you know what I mean whereas this was quite uh like you said tamed um I felt that it was a little bit too because of what it was and this type of story it was I felt like it needed more drama and more and I didn't I didn't and I know obviously it was very unrealistic of some two BB sw- swapping bodies from different times or times mm. um but I felt like the second half was stronger than the first half for me uh, and I think that might have been because it got it got quite ridiculous where they were like planning and hatching this plan for explosions and stuff in order to save everybody so I think that's why and I feel like if that was more from the beginning and that mm. craziness from the beginning I think I would have uh accepted it more I think I got a little bit like you know you don't you sure. actually have her so let's go into it a little bit because I'm just saying all the reasons why I don't like <laughs> so basically the the main story beats are kind of outlined in the very first scene because the I've, I've taken a note of what they've said what they say 
Um, and it's both of the characters. So the main characters, Mitsuha and Taki, they're the two that swap places. They're both saying a monologue together. They're in separate places, and sometimes it'll be Taki saying it. Sometimes it'll be Mis um, sorry, um, Mitsuha saying it. And they say, some mornings I wake up crying without knowing why. That sort of thing happens now and again. Whatever the dream was I had, I can never remember it. But the only thing that does last when I wake up is a sense of loss which lingers for a long time afterwards. Now, those are the first words spoken in the film. And afterwards, they go on to hear them talk about how they feel like they're searching for something or for someone and that that feeling all started on the day that a star fell. And when they say that, we see them both in separate locations watching a beautiful, like it's a gorgeous scene of a meteor falling from the sky and bursting and uh, breaking into pieces. So that's the very first scene of the movie and it covers the main story beats really. It's covering this idea of they've got this sense of longing. They've got, uh, they both feel like there's something that they can't remember, which is them discussing like, oh, yesterday I swapped places with a boy and now I can't remember what, what happened. And this sense of uh, loss and they've lost that relationship and also there's more loss to happen later on with the death of an entire town. Spoilers! <laughs> but yeah, and then they talk about uh, yeah, just searching for something or for someone and that like, that's just the whole that's what I got from the movie it's just searching for the person that you love and the symbolism in this so they talk a little about um the red string and the red string is a thing from japanese culture and it's believed that uh it's kind of like destiny or karma joins two people by an unseen string usually they say it's tied around the little finger of each person yeah and you notice from the get-go that uh taki he has a red string wrapped around his wrist for the whole film and Mitsuha has a red string wrapped around her hair for the whole film. And just that little bit of symbolism, it kind of got me. I, I mean, there's a lot about this film that got me, I'm not going to lie. I've watched it three times now. I have cried a lot <laughs> at this film out of how beautiful it is. The ending, as soon as they see the last lines in the film... I just felt like a waterfall down my face because I was so like, oh, oh, I loved it. So I can't, I can't describe how much I love this film. Maybe I watched it on a bad day or something. I, Maybe I honestly, it when I, I would did. watch it. So if you're watching it on Netflix, change the audio to Japanese and change the subtitles to English. And it's, it makes a, re it's a different experience because one thing that I really didn't like about the English dubbing was they kept on throwing in westernized references and I was like no yeah and then it, uh, but they did it in the in the actual subtitles they weren't so they were very basic and I was like so that I read it and then I was listening to it and it, it was I, I was like oh this is so western I, I think that's what ruined it mm. for me I'm gonna be honest I think it I think it was the English version of it that ruined it for me because I couldn't I couldn't take the characters 
seriously or I couldn't I couldn't feel anything for the characters because they had this kind of jokey voice you know sure. where it's kind of English and it's like American-esque and the phrases and even the kid sister at one point says jackass and then I, I was lost then because I was like oh, I'm, I'm sh- I've never been to Japan but I'm sure that's not a phrase they would use and I'm I don't I get it like that maybe a lot of people it, it pushes it out to a lot of people that maybe wouldn't have considered watching that film in the first place but I get a lot out of the script and how they say it and how it's presented even if it's an animation so when I'm taken out of that kind of I'm kicking out of that world basically of of Japanese culture and everything and I'm just and I'm thrown and it's weird because it's like you've got this very American style speech or dialogue and then you're seeing like text and stuff that's all in obviously Japanese and I'm I'm like this is so this is so like hard to kind of go like stay in Japanese land when um you've got American kind of culture that's thrown in there with the dialogue and with turn of phrase that you would never expect because it is grating yeah and is it necessary i don't think so like i'm sure we've watched like uh films that are japanese or even chinese that or even any any other country where they'll speak in english but they'll still use the phrases and, and the way they would speak in english how they would speak in english that that would have been fine um so i think i'll have to watch it again <laughs> after the podcast they'll have to watch it again after this was released they basically went on um they jumped on the oscar train trying to get it an academy award uh and they tried to get it in for award season and i'm wondering if this uh dubbing translation was a product of that where they were trying to westernize it and try and make that language yeah. more accessible to people because there's there's even things that it changes about the story. So you've got uh, Okudera Senpai, I forget her first name. She's the um, she works in the restaurant with Taki. Yeah, Mrs. Something, Mrs. Oshi, Mrs. Oshishuku. Okudera Senpai, which is basically like. In the English version, Taki keeps getting told off because he keeps on calling her Okudera. Um, and they keep saying, no, it's Miss Okudera. And in the Japanese version, it's, no, it's Okudera Senpai. Because Senpai is like, uh, it's what you would call, not a teacher, but someone above you. Like if you were an apprentice, you would call them Senpai. So there's a part in the English dubbing. There's this kind of romance between uh, Odukera Senpai and Taki but it's never really spoken uh, you get Taki kind of drooling over her and being like oh he really fancies her and he thinks she's beautiful you never get that from her in the Japanese version Okudera Senpai actively says that she had feelings for him and I was like ah you ruined that because I liked that it was just unspoken unspoken and we all knew that there was something there but we i, I didn't need you to spell it out um, yeah because you don't it's not like in it's not giving your audience the benefit that they actually have like a little bit of cup on or, or can understand body language a little bit you know the way so you have you watched both then you've watched it in yeah 
Yeah, okay, so this is interesting because you can see, maybe you can see it from the side that I'm looking at, which is how it was kind of too uh, westernized to, to the point where it kind of took away from, because I, I like, like I said, I like watching a film from a certain country and I want to, I want to learn about the culture a little bit from that film and I want to, I want to hear the culture and how they would what would it say speak uh, and if it's in japanese or if it's in english i want it to say i want it to be represent the same of course even if it doesn't slightly work in english i still would rather that than having it completely changed yeah. the dialogue so that it fits in with how we would what we would call somebody like jackass like come on like her little sister was like this like preteen like little annoying american child you know and i was like it's really weird because she's a completely different character i thought yeah so in the japanese version i thought she was adorable and really cute and really fun and in the uh in english dubbed version i found her really annoying like i really i i just she was grating on me and to be honest i think a lot of that is just because of how much i fell in love with yeah the original japanese uh vocal uh performances because all of them were perfect it was it was a really great voice cast and uh, i was just beautiful and then going on to the english one it was funny to begin with where i was like oh i don't like that tacky sounds like that tacky just sounds a bit off um but i got used to that but I never really got used to the little sister's voice. I'll have to watch it again just to kind of get a, a better feel for the actual film and um, enjoy it a little bit more. But so they basically the story goes, uh, like you said, opens up straight away and you get like a sense of what the whole story is going to be about. And then it goes to Mishua? Mitsuha. 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 Let me write that. Mitsuha. Like a mitten, mits, suha, mitsua, uh, in <laughs> very Irish language, mitsua. <laughs> um, you meet her properly first, right? Yes. So she she wakes up. She's in. It's not her though. It's tacky, but you don't know that straight away because it doesn't. It's not clear. I didn't think it was clear that that's what was happening. I thought it was her in her older self's body, and I thought that was what was happening. But no. Um, she was in uh, Taki's body while Taki was in her body. So she wakes up. He fun. He looks down. It's like kind of a little bit sexualized because he like looks down and he gets you see the breasts and <laughs> and then she he's all like way breasts but very confused and then he strips and then looks at himself in the mirror and he's like oh my god and um to them this is a dream so they he even though he's like oh this is too real and they both say the same line oh it's too real. So they both think it's uh, a dream that they're in. And she, uh, Taki, then goes off and does um, Mitsua. 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 It's like two separate things. Mitsua. Um, <laughs> it's uh, three syllables. Mitsuha. Mitsua. 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 Yeah. Um, Mitsua. Mitsua. <laughs> uh, he goes about her usual day and goes to school, meets her friends. Her friends are all like, oh, you seem normal today. Unlike yesterday when you were like cray cray and your hair was a mess and um, you didn't seem to know who you are, you were or anything like that. And she, so we went from 
the breast scene to this which I got confused then because then you you missed that whole thing you don't actually get to see that day because it goes back into her being herself and yeah and then her being told kind of all the weird stuff that she does she did um and then it goes into her in Taki's body and you get to see her being confused but also going about Taki's day and then it goes back to Taki being Taki and then Taki is like his friends are like you were really weird yesterday and like now he's like basically being told what has happened so you never see her beginning or Taki in her body other than that that scene and then it goes straight to basically the other way around so I got a little it was like obviously I was quick to go right okay they're switching bodies I get it I get it let's go what's going on here it's like what's it what was that freaky Friday a little bit of freaky Friday um except for it's a guy and a girl which is interesting because I know that they don't really do that because the whole idea that she she was in a boy's body and she's got a willy now and then he's in a girl's body and she's got a vagina I'm... well I thought it was hilarious what they did whenever Taki was in uh, Mitsuha's body every time he woke up the first thing he would do is start fondling the boobs yeah and it became such a joke throughout the whole thing that every time Taki woke up in her body he would just hold his boobs and the sister would run in and be like stop touching your boobs yeah what is wrong with you there was a scene later on much later in the film where Taki's serious and he wakes up and he looks down at the boobs and goes no I can't and then it shows the sister opening the door and right enough he's holding the boobs and he was it's just so funny and I I think that obviously it's that that that's about sexual awakening whatever you want to call it but it was just funny and I thought it was adorable and the difference in him and Mitsuha when she wakes up in Taki's body and she looks in between her legs and she's kind of like oh god no <laughs> whereas he's like yes this is great <laughs> I love that I did like so I, I like the story of Freaky Friday uh, the similarities is is that it at the beginning they hate it but then they actually start to uh, improve the other person's life a little mm-hmm. bit that's a good thing because it's like she is trapped in a very traditional life you know the way she wants the glitz and glam as she mm. thinks the city has you know what i mean being able to go to a cafe is like a huge thing because yeah. they don't have a cafe where she's from she's a very rural area and it's very traditional and she lives with her grandmother uh, after her mother died and her grandmother is very traditional and she has to do take part in traditional things like the uh bit where she does the dance with her yeah. sister and then they uh, which is really interesting i never knew this where, where the, the rice where you like ferment the rice in your mouth yeah. you eat chew on the rice and then you spit it back out and that makes alcohol and yeah then sake they, it's how you sake. make well that's how that's traditionally how they yeah. do it in that um ceremony yeah it's a young girl's uh saliva mixed with the chewed rice and then you let it ferment and it's a special type of sacred sake that uh contains part of i think it's like the soul or the essence yeah, part of, you. of the person that chewed it so it contains mitsuha's essence, essence. And, and then she like gives that to the goddess 
when yeah. she goes on the moon. So she just takes this trip for her grandmother on her back, which I was really impressed by. I, know, I was right? like, my God, you just like climbed a mountain with your granny on your back. How fair play, like. <laughs> and that was um, when Taki was in her body. So Mitsuha made, it was herself when she did the ceremony and created the sake. But Taki was inside her body when they made the journey up the mountain yeah. where they basically climbed into a cave the foot which of is, the goddess or something yeah where the god was and they would leave the sake there um oh, it's so beautiful it's so beautiful that and was like, lovely i really enjoyed uh, that bit and like because that's where magic era comes into it as well and the idea that that's like where the beautiful light is and also it's the uh time between realms where like people from different times and stuff can actually possibly speak or yeah. from different worlds so that's another thing i thought i thought they were both possibly from two completely different worlds and not just time zones or um or time in the, in time mm-hmm. um so i obviously that wasn't the case it was just a different time because we find out at the end obviously they're in the same world basically yeah yeah so just three years yeah um, there's, tr- there's only three years which i thought was quite good i was like oh they're because I, I did think when i they said it i was like okay so they're clearly not in the va- same time it's like uh um what's that film with um San- sandra bullock S- sandra bullock where like lighthouse well lighthouse yeah where she's mm. like there's letters to 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 hit your man what's his name keanu reeves keanu reeves aye so it's like that you know the way um, yeah it's like so th- th- basically you don't realize until halfway through the movie which the movie's kind of split into two very distinct uh, storytelling uh, atmosphere, I guess. Um, first half feels very much light-hearted, rom-com, cutesy, and then the second half is more serious, grounded, emotional. Um, so the first half is just the story of them swapping and living through each other's lives and kind of falling in love with each other by living each other's lives, which that was the first thing that gave me chills because I was like, I'm such a gay. Like, I find this stuff just lovely. I got really cheesy. <laughs> oh, I love it. I was like, and uh, They were falling ew. in love with each other, but they never said it. And you could see them getting annoyed at each other because they would re- leave notes for each other on their phones they also leave notes for each other on their hands. So if Taki yeah. is in Mitsuha's body, Taki would leave a note on her hand so that she'd wake up with this note from him. And then through a montage, you see that just develop and develop until they're covering each other's faces in pen and writing notes and stuff. Oh, I thought it was great. But it was you cute. get that. It was so cute. And that's the first half. And then all of a sudden... You everything hear, changes it just it, everything changes and it's heartbreaking because the last thing mitsuha says to um taki is you'll get a good view of the meteor tonight which at this stage where she is in this old traditional uh, town in gifu they know that the meteor is going to be appearing overhead they don't know that it's going to collide with earth they don't know that a part's going to break off but everyone's like it's going to be beautiful and everyone will be able to see it let's celebrate 
So obviously she's saying to him, oh, you'll get to see the meteor tonight. And we as the audience don't think anything of it because we've heard about this meteor already. And it's not until halfway through the movie when Taki makes a comment where he says, and that was the last time that we swapped bodies. And you go, oh God, what happened? And then he goes on a journey to try and find her. But the only thing that he has to be able to find her is a memory of what her village looked like. So he draws a picture of it and they go on the train. They're looking in all these little villages. And eventually it's not until they're in a diner or a cafe. And the person working there goes, oh, that's, uh, I forget the name of the town. You'd think after seeing it three times, um, Itsushima, Itsushima, something like that. And then Taki's like, yes, yes, where is it? Point me to it. I need to get there. I need to find this girl. And they're like, oh, don't, don't you know? And then his two friends go, oh my God, that's where you're trying to take us? That's the place that was destroyed by that meteor three years ago. And then Taki goes, what? And then they travel there and see that uh, Mitsuha's village has been destroyed by a meteor that's landed right in the middle of where they lived. Uh, and what it was was a part broke off as the meteor um, passed in orbit. And that piece that dropped off fell and destroyed their village. And that's when you realise that they're both swapping from three years apart. And it's just... It's such a moment because it really slapped me in the face because I never expected it. I took this very much at face value because I was like, I didn't know what to expect. I didn't want to overthink it. I was just like, I'm just going to sit and see what happens. And because I did that and I didn't second guess anything that was happening, as soon as that twist came, I was like, oh my God. And I think that's why I was so affected by the whole film because I was like, I wasn't thinking ahead. I wasn't going, oh, this is going to happen now. I was just watching and enjoying it. And honestly, I, I genuinely think it's one of my favourite films. And I know I've only just seen it, but... Your co-worker knows you well then. Say that again? Your co-worker knows you well then. Oh, she obviously does. And she's not the only one. Like, my, my friend at work, uh, recommended the film to me but I've been recommended this film by so many people just out of nowhere they'll come up and say oh my god have you seen your name I watched it last week you need to see this this is your movie and every time I've I don't know why I've not watched it because that's been happening for years you ever get that when sometimes when people recommend something too much to you because they're like you'll love it you love it and then you don't want to actually watch it because in case it's not what they said it is and then you have to tell them or totally. you have to break their heart by saying don't recommend me movies ever again <laughs> Shutter Island everyone told me to watch Shutter Island and said that I would absolutely love it and then I watched it and was like that was not for me <laughs> that was <laughs> I, I watched it and I was it. like meh yeah it was fine it's sad but like I was and I the end, like the twist was quite interesting but other than that I wasn't like blown away by the film but it was watchable it, yeah. it, wouldn't, it wouldn't be my top though but yeah, one thing I about this film it is um, like visually, it's beautiful. Mm. Like the comet and even the separation of the comet, which is like the bit where they all get killed, 
is like this beautiful like red fire arrow and it's just like beautiful and um her the twilight or the the magic hour is just beautiful colors and the town that she lives in is beautiful and it's just it's and it's colorful it's got really beautiful colors which stand out and and really bring out um bring out the animation uh, it's not dull at all um, and not none of it is dull at all and it's beautiful and in the yeah in this if we go on from there like the second half he bless him i did feel bad for him because he was so distraught because his friends that had come with him um were like you can't be right then you mustn't because they thought she was like some sort of catfish um and he couldn't explain to them obviously how they knew each other because they would think he was crazy so when he finds out she's been gone for like three years he tells the other two to go home and that he was going to stay a while and just because he's obviously devastated and he he wanted to figure out what happened to her uh, or if there was something he could do because he believed that he could and he goes back to uh, the foot of the goddess or the where the chamber where um, he brought the granny and your one to basically put Saki there and he went back there and he finds the Saki there but it looks like it's been there a very very long time and that kind of um, grounds that yes this happened a long time ago because he didn't believe it and he goes and he sees the lake and it's destroyed and he's like devastated so then he finds that and he trips dramatically and as he trips um it's revealed that this comet is on the wall the comet has been here before um and it's um and he sees it the comet and then he is able to then somehow or basically he comes out and the worlds during the comet hour or something the worlds kind of collide or the time zones or the timelines collide and he can hear her and she can hear him because they're both there and they try to reach for each other but they can't have i passed have i gone too far so he drinks the sake yeah he drinks the sake that had been left by mitsuha or had been made by mitsuha and as as i said earlier that was she was her essence was inside that her soul was inside that and that's them bonding and you'll learn from that that mitsuha all those years ago had gone to tokyo oh uh, yeah to Sorry, try yeah. and find him in the same way that he's gone to try and find her but he didn't remember her because it was before he met her that okay so that was a that was a good bit i was like that's so sad because she was all like hello and he's all like i don't know you <laughs> what's your name and she sees how young he is so she realizes in that moment she looks at him so she travels to tokyo and she remembers the journey that he used to take when she was in his body so she's like right i'm gonna get on this train and i'm gonna i'm gonna see him and we're gonna meet finally and she gets on the train and she sees him and sees that he's three years younger than she expected and she says hello and he looks at her like she's a bit mad and then she gets really upset and then at the next stop she gets off the train but he stops her 
and he, you can tell that he doesn't really know why or what's going on. And he's like, hey, what's... And then she just turns, takes uh, the red string from her hair and throws it at him. And that's the red string that he's had around his wrist the entire film. So the red string around his wrist is the same piece of string as the string that's around her hair. Which, for me, I cried. I cried a lot. I thought that was lovely. Um, so yeah, she found that out before this meteor came and killed them. So is she... that is that bit after he falls over then? So I think, was that not when he took the sake? Yeah. And then, and then we get him up on, on the mountain, which overlooks the destroyed village. He's found out that there was a meteor before. Yeah. And that that's essentially the reason why this is happening yeah um, and they've got that like light line where they hear each other and they try to touch and then they can't but then magic error happens and they see each other for the first yeah. time and that's and, them both being there together yeah and that's when he time. tells her about the uh tells her about the comet and that everybody's going to die and that and then she goes back and she tries to stop it from happening yeah and you also find out that that comet so the one that happened many many years ago this god has basically caused this body switching to happen throughout generations and it's all for one purpose is to stop this disaster from killing all these people it's to stop such loss happening again which is what I took from it. I think it could be seen in different ways, but that's kind of where I took it. Um, and especially in, in light of the grandmother had spoken earlier on in the movie about uh, Musibi, which is like a Shinto... I think it's a Shinto god um, yeah. or a deity, but it's also the idea of like Musibi is everything. So it's this... She says... This word has profound meaning. Tying thread is musibi, musubi. It's musubi, not musibi. Um, connecting people is musubi. The flow of time is musubi. And it's basically saying this is everything. Everything here. And then that magic hour is where all of it collides. This is where you can, two people three years apart, can talk to each other face to face that's what all of this is that's what this magic is that's happening here and ah oh, it's so good it's so good um and yeah crying at cartoons yeah i quite like that bit and then you have um you get a little bit more backstory because you don't really get too much about um mitsua and her mm-hmm. her her background and why she was with her granny and stuff, and then you find that unravels a bit, and you get you find out that her dad is the mayor. You found out that very early on that her dad is the mayor, but you don't know why they're estranged um, mm-hmm. and why she doesn't live with him. And then you find out that where after um, it, her mum had died, um, and her father couldn't really take it, and yeah, and he didn't want them to have a traditional life or something he wanted them to and then so then the grandmother so he was a shinto priest yeah uh, priest is that the right word uh, but anyway um he headed the um 
um, the household and he was um, deep into Shinto practices and after the wife died he left yeah. Shintoism and just went into like politician what, what they see as corrupt politics yeah um, and the grandmother basically took it upon or took the burden on herself to raise the two young daughters because of that because she believed in a more traditional life and upbringing so yeah so then she you get all that backstory which is interesting because you don't really get did you get i don't this might be just because i i, I can't remember but you met his dad, Taki's dad, but you don't... For one scene. Yeah, but you don't know really much about them, which kind of brings you back to the reason why they're looking for something or someone is because they don't yeah. really have... Like, she has, obviously, the love of her grandmother, but she doesn't really have any man in her, man in her life that, that respects her and cares about her. Yeah. And he doesn't have any woman in his life or any other person in his life other than his father. And it sounded like the one scene that you get with his father gives you the opinion that they're not very close it's just kind of like you did your school work and you're yeah doing because well. the one scene that you see uh taki's dad is actually when mitsuha is inside taki's body yeah um and mitsuha's confused and going oh what's going on where am i and the dad's just very nonchalant about everything and you can tell that their relationship strained just from the way that the dad's acting. Yeah. And as he goes away, Mitsuha says something like, have a good day. And the dad just kind of looks and shakes his head and walks away. Yeah, so they don't really have, they didn't really have anybody that they can console in exactly. Like her, because her grandmother being so traditional and also an older woman, it's not really like she can't relate with that person. Mm. And having that kind of upbringing can affect you as well in the fact that like she didn't have the, a traditional I guess family so both yeah. of them are kind of lacking in that the having that somebody that they can speak to and um somebody that they're close to and it didn't necessarily have to be or turn out to be somebody that they would fall in love with but it was yeah. definitely they were missing somebody in their life that they could talk to and feel they were, could be the entire selves with and yeah. um, I guess that's what happens they both get they both see the sides of each other that nobody else gets to see mm-hmm. uh, and they neither of them kind of judge it a little bit they don't like they make jokes yeah. over it and stuff like that and go you shouldn't do that or whatever but they don't ever truly judge each other for it and it actually kind of fall for each other in that way because they're they accept each other for who they are mm-hmm. um and yeah so that like that i quite like that the idea that you know i mean the whole reason for them um, get, needed needing somebody and so or the both of them just really needed somebody in their life. Yeah, which was really nice and uh, yeah the the symbolism with the um braid and everything or the uh her her uh tie was lovely was lovely like um oh, it was lo- it was so nice because it's that symbolism and you've also got that kind of um traditional um like cultural story about this red thread that binds these two people together like everything's really steeped in this tradition and yeah. one thing about this film is that that I really liked was you had that kind of tradition versus I guess progress yeah um or yeah because modernism. the town was quite like stuck in time 
Yeah. And and it's like you said about the cafe, her going, oh, I just want a cafe to go to. And the minute she wakes up in Taki's body and the friends say, hey, do you want to go to a cafe? She's like, she's yes. Like, yes, I want to go to a and cafe. And just getting things like she can have, like cake and everything. Like there are things that she doesn't have where she is or she's not able to enjoy as much because she, she comes from a strict... Uh, household as well so like yeah. you know the way so it's she she's given freedom through her, him you know the way and he's yeah and for him he's given something he gets something as well he like he's able to um you know I mean he, he with her family and her uh you know I mean like he, or her life you know I mean she he gets something out of that as well oh of course and you get they also get to experience kind of different gender stereotypes yeah. and different gender roles like you get to see what traditional gender roles are not traditional but um very uh specific maybe japanese um gender ideals are there um which i just loved like it, it, there's such a it, the whole thing's wrapped in culture and I, I love the symbolism. I love everything that it stands for. I love the story. But one thing that I really love, and I learned this after I watched the film, as I was watching it, all of... I mean, Taki's from Tokyo, so he's you always see him in these different areas of Tokyo. And it was really cool where he'd be in a place and I'd go, I've been there. I, like, I've been there, but, like, this isn't... This is true to life, like... The sh- that shop there I feel like I've been in that shop Yeah, and it turns out that these like every single place is just a tracing of real backgrounds, every scene the background is a real place so every single place that they visit in this film the landscape, the background and everything you can go there Like it's creating these spots that you get that effect everywhere but there's something about maybe Japanese movies like My Neighbor Totoro or other movies like that where people seek out landscapes like that and this is a movie that's just full of places that you can go yeah you could go oh my god that well, place one day, is gorgeous I one day I'll there. get to go <laughs> one day you'll go and I'll hopefully be there too and we'll get to go to all the places but I found that like that blew my mind because I've seen loads of Japanese anime and I've seen loads of Japanese films and I'll go, oh, cool, that's that's that place in Shinjuku. That's cool. But this was so detailed and so perfect that I was like... And I think the fact that the animation was so gorgeous Mm. and hand-drawn, which you just don't get in the Western world anymore, it's all fully digital, whereas this is like it's got so much heart in it and it's got so much purpose and everything means something you look at the background you look at the characters facial animations and you're just like someone drew this someone drew all of this bloody beautiful (laughs) anyway so what happens after all that jess well after all that they cock up a plan a cock up a plan (laughs) Cock up a plan. They cock up a plan. They um, what's the word I'm trying to say? They concoct a concoct. plan. Concoct. Close enough. Cock the plan. Close. Um, so they cock cock. cock, cock. Oh God, I've got what it is. Or I even literally just said it. Concocted a plan. Concocted a plan to <laughs> basically 
blow up somewhere so that way the fire alarms would go off uh, or the warning signs go off so that this town would leave because during the festival that's when it happens so they're trying to basically save everybody but nobody obviously believes them except for her friends because your friends are cool and will do anything with you even below a building so they help her and um she gets she does it basically she does blow up the building and everything but what happens is that that the father's corrupt like army or whatever whoever they are basically get involved as well and convince people not to leave and you think that's it they're done because then Did you they have blow up a building they, they blew up something there was a fire what did they do no i don't think they blow up so they get um one of the friends to go to the is it the school to make an announcement over all of the tannoys to say hey guys there's been a there's a fire everyone needs to evacuate everyone go to the school and the school's up on a hill and it's unaffected by the well i thought uh, there was definitely a fire no oh my god how have i seen this three times and i can't remember the fire i think it was a fire I couldn't see through my tears. <laughs> um, maybe no, I'm, no, I'm, maybe no, I'm like no, making think, this up in my head. I, I was convinced there was some sort of fire. No, I think I think you might be right. I think they do do. I think they do do. They blew up the power grid. I knew it. I fucking knew they, they blew, blew up something. Up the power grid. Uh, did you? So are you the, sure you watched it three times? Are you sure? I don't know. I don't think I've I'm even just seen saying. It once. I remember things that you don't. No, you're totally right. They blow the power grid so that it puts the town into darkness and that's another reason for the town to evacuate. And then, so they almost get everybody tits because they start moving, but then it doesn't happen. And uh, poor Mitsua, 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 she tries, is running and running and running, trying to get back down to try and help everybody, but she like falls unconscious um, and then you don't know what happened so you don't know whether or not they managed to save the people or anything like that you don't know um, and then it's five years later um, and Taki is in a cafe with his friends and he's had like multiple interviews and he's not gotten any of the jobs and his friends are taking the piss out of his shirt his, uh, his uh, suit which didn't look any different to anybody else's suit but there you go and he randomly meets up with Mrs okuchua okuchua yes uh, okudera okudera uh, meets up with okudera and and she just as there to catch up it was really random I felt like that was unnecessary really random just to show off the fact that she's married and that she says you'll find somebody one day and I then I that shut up Jess I like that oh, I was a little bit like that was pointless um and then he he is on a train looking depressed because his life is not that great and of course he needs a woman in his life to make it all that better and he briefly sees somebody with a rib- red ribbon in their hair and he doesn't remember because the whole point is that after this happened he's forgotten who she was and she forgot what happened and it's like it sparks up a kind of a memory and he doesn't really know why but he sees it and then they pass each other again and then all of a sudden they just start 
frantically searching for something. They don't know what it is. They're both just like running mad around Tokyo or wherever they are looking for something and they don't know what it is. And then at one point they pass each other again on the stairs and they both stop. And he turns to her and asks her if they knew each other before. Might have been different in Japanese. I don't know. I can only go with what I had. No, it's, it's and pretty much. Yeah. She's like crying her eyes out. And she's like, I thought that too. And then they walk up to each other and then they both ask what their names are, basically. And that's where it ends. So. And that is where I. Yeah. Well, why did she cut her hair off? What was the point when she she has a moment where she just chopped her hair off? Yeah, there was there was that moment. I didn't really get that either. I'm not too sure why she. Yeah, she just cut her hair Um, off like she wanted something different, and then went to the comment, and they were all like, "Oh, I hate it." They were all so annoyed at her for cutting her hair, (laughs) and then uh, it's not really. There's no reason for it. It's like she wanted to change, or maybe that was her. Maybe that was her opening up to change and like considering that like maybe she can uh you know do something different i don't know but um or maybe it was because the thread wasn't there anymore maybe she gave the thread to Taki and maybe it was sad she... so she just cut it off so she doesn't yeah. need the thread anymore that's kind of sad actually that's a good point maybe but yeah that's the film so i personally can't say enough good stuff about this film uh i i just i just loved it i loved every second and I didn't ever want it to end, which is why I've watched it three times. I would strongly, strongly suggest to watch it in Japanese. That's not saying that the English dubbing is bad. I know, Jess, you didn't get much from it. I didn't think it was that bad. I totally agree with you that there's some things that grated on me where I was like, hey, come on, you don't need to like use terms like, oh my God, you got catfished. Or things like that, whatever it was they said. Like, it just kind of took me out yeah. of that because so much of this film is wrapped in culture and tradition and it, it just felt really out of place. Yeah. Didn't ruin it for me. I, I still enjoyed watching it in English, but my go-to would be to watch it with the original voice yeah, actors. Yeah, I think I'll give it another go with the original and then I, would, I can give I you a better, a better kind of conclusion on how i feel about it but right now i was a little bit like like i said i was taking it over it and for me that's a big kind of like meh i get that yeah but get don't that. get me wrong I mean, even with that like there was parts of it like i said i was there was a few parts there was a lot of parts that i really enjoyed the second half i enjoyed mm-hmm. a lot because it went into that kind of like uh a little bit more kind of crazy silly um you know f- like fictional type and i yeah. liked that um so i would I didn't hate watching it. I just, I wasn't as blown away as I was like for Spirited Away and things like that, which was completely fanciful, you know, the way. And I yeah. really, I think that's what I enjoy about these type of films. That I want it to be re- just mad. I want yeah. it to be just so like, you've clearly, somebody just pulled this out of their head and you're just like, what, what isn't it? What even yeah. is this? There's like a baby that could turn into a little weird little fat baby thing and she puts it in her pocket and then it's a whole thing you know what I mean so like things like that just ridiculous list I just want and then her parents being turned into pigs I want things like that when I watch it and this was I think this was a little bit too um love story for me and that's why but anyway we'll move on (laughs) okay Jess I've got a question would you rather 
swap places with your boyfriend for a day or swap places with one of your friends for a day? Oh, can I choose which friend? Yes, yes. Right, okay. I say this like I have many friends and I don't. Um, <laughs> and like everyone listening to this knows who these people I know. are. <laughs> Ooh, who have I got that lives in a very interesting country and that would be fun to just be in their body just to experience what they're experiencing right now. Like I've got a friend who's in Australia. I've got a friend that's in, in Antarctic. Um, in Antarctic? I think it's the cool. Antarctic. It's that'd like really the top cool. of Canada. Okay. Maybe it's Alaska. No, I think it's Antarctic. Well, Alaska's in the United States. Yeah, it's on the other side. Yes, then it yeah. is the Antarctic. <laughs> so she, like, and then I've got friends that are like all over the place. So it'd be interesting to like be in one of our bodies just so I could like live their life for a bit. Okay. But I would be really boring to live Stephen's life because I see it every day. <laughs> and I know what he does. He just sits there and plays computer games all fucking day. Or he, or he goes to work and that's it that's Stephen's life so I have no interest no interest at all to be in his body yeah. Um, if I'm going to be in anybody's body I'd like to be to be somebody that's like I don't know has a really interesting lifestyle and is completely yeah, yeah, different yeah. than my own so probably my friend Julie because she's in San Francisco um, and that would be oh, fun that would be cool. so if you're not listening Julie you should listen because this you got mentioned in this one <laughs> Or my friend Nicole, who's in Antarctica. <laughs> or my friend Zoe, who's in Australia. And literally, it's not because I want to be in their body specifically. Just because they're in a really interesting place in the world right now. And I would do anything, anything right now to travel. So yeah, same. <laughs> if it means I could just pop into their body for a little while and just be somewhere else, that would be amazing. Yeah. So that's my choice. What about you? I will not be offended if you don't oh, say me. Oh, I've not thought about an answer. Um, who would I... Um, it'd be interesting to swap places with Paul. But I don't think I would want to do it. Because... I don't think you'd be able to, able to like, handle being, like, not your preppy self. And yeah. Paul's very, like, straightforward kind of, like, yeah. black comedy body. Yeah like very like on the nose like you know yeah and i don't think I th every we do everything together other than work or go to the toilet we do everything together see so not worth it <laughs> i'm like no <laughs> so i'm just like man i kind of know what he does so i'd have to pick a friend i don't know who though who would I choose? Well, I think it's obvious that you would choose your friend that still lives in Japan. I don't really have any friends. That I live thought you in had Japan a friend that anymore. lived in Japan. I mean, I've got people that I know that live in Japan okay. still. I guess Laura, Laura and I are fr we're friends. I've not spoken to her in ages. If she counts, <laughs> then I'll swap places with her. Because she still lives in, I think she still lives in Funabashi, which is where I lived. And I love it there. Yeah. And I would love to go back. So, yeah, I'll swap with her. God, <laughs> we're, we really don't care about other people. We're just like, so that person lives in a really nice place. So I'm going to swap. So that's them. why. Why else would you swap somebody's body unless you get to enjoy something that they, like their life? You know what I mean? Their lifestyle, or you yeah, know what I mean? True. Like, why else would you, just to see the world through their eyes? I don't care. Like, 
Yeah. I don't yeah. give a damn True. how the world looks to you. Like, if I need to know that, I can ask you. If like, it's not, it's not soap opera. I'm not gonna like dive into your body and then realize you're having a really hard time. Because if we're good enough friends, I'm sure we're talking about it anyways. You know. So. Oh, how heartbreaking would that be though? If like you swap places with your happiest friend and realized that really they were your saddest friend. <laughs> So, uh, next up is Not My Cup of Tea. Yes. It's not my cup of tea. This part of the podcast, we basically, or I, I'm going to give Ben three different reviews on, on a very popular film that was highly rated and highly received, even had at times has been nominated nominated for lots of awards nominated 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 for lots of awards laminated laminated so it was laminated that's how important it was they want to laminate it keep it forever because that's all the only reason why you laminate something if it's forever (laughs) and basically ben has a chance to uh win some points so mm-hmm. usually paul is our, is usually on the call with us or most recently has been on the call with us quite a lot and paul is very good at getting the answers yeah um, but ben did good last week he got it after like the first one i feel like it was a little bit of a an easy one for you it was it, an easy one it was, it was like right ra- and it was the answer was going to be match two and paul got it up oh, paul sorry ben got it like in seconds and i was like all right i'm terrible at this but you're welcome so at the minute ben has two and a half points and he needs to reach five and then i have to do something and we still haven't decided what that is maybe this is something we should put out to the world being like what is it i mean maybe not because then it could go really like really dark it could get dark it could get really dark and so we'll 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 continue to think about it when it gets really close to five then we'll have to like figure out something (laughs) so i your first review is from nathan fk and they have said sincerely what is this crap doing in the oscars not only because the film is really bad 30 minutes through and i was begging it to end but it doesn't have the oscar vibe it's just another stupid school movie didn't it didn't deserve every even one of the nominations so this is not gonna be as easy as the last one i hope a school movie goodwill hunting no next one this is from strawberry girl the main character is selfish ungrateful argumentative and a bit of a user as a lead character she wasn't very nice person her mother was mean a body controlling and miserable next clue please um so this is from ian hunter all the experts gave this flick rave reviews they must really enjoy constant mother-daughter, daughter-sibling bickering. This movie does not live up to its hype. Smoking pot, um, pot sorry, smoking pot, smoking, sorry, <laughs> I'm not finding this really hard to say. Smoking, pot use, alcohol use, teen sex, moderate use of foul language, frequent mention of body parts, betrayal of close, close friend, gay kissing, lying and shoplifting. I'm going to have to take a clue. Okay. She is it. It's an American film, but the actress is an American. But she speaks. Uh, she played an American. 
That's that's not helpful. Okay, that's not helping. Okay, shit. <laughs> right. Um, um. Year. Give me a year. Um. Or is that to is that make it? No, too I think the year would be fine. I'm gonna. I'm gonna give you the actor, one of the actors that's in it. I think that will give you quite a big clue. Timothy Chalamet is in it. Timothy Chalamet. 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 Sha- Timothy Chalamet. Wait, I've I've only seen him in one film. Oh. Call me by your name. Good film. That is a good film. What the hell is this? Like, it's definitely something I don't know because I've only seen him in that and the only other thing that I know that he's in is Dune. Is in what? So it's Dune. Oh, okay. The, Which is not out yet, new. right? No, it's not out yet. Um, okay, I know he was in Little Women, but this does not sound like Little Women. I think he was in the Little Women. The shoplifting, the part might... I know, that doesn't sound like Little Women. I'm struggling because I don't know any other film that he's in and it's an Oscar nominated film I feel like when you say it I'm going to be like ah I did know about that film I don't know if it was Oscar nominated but it has been nominated did I say that? definitely not seen it I think one of the reviews mentioned Oscars and saying that it didn't have an Oscar vibe oh right yeah I think it was nominated for an Oscar oof um, I'm not going to get this because I don't know. Um, so the film is Lady Bird. Right. You haven't yeah. seen it. Well, I know it's Saoirse Ronan and... It is Saoirse Ronan, yeah, isn't Saoirse it? Yeah, Ronan, yeah. And um, what's her name that I like? Um, who plays her mum again? I like her. Uh, Laurie Metcalf or something? No. Yeah, yeah, Laurie Metcalf, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, I think Paul and I might have actually watched the first maybe five minutes of it. Um, and then gave up. Didn't give up. It was just like, oh, let's watch this film. And then we were like, oh, I'm not in the mood for this kind of film. Yeah. And then turned it off. Um, oh, well. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's one that I I probably will watch, though, because I remember thinking, I need to come back to this film. So, yeah, didn't get that one. But it's okay, because we've still got quite a few episodes left of season one yeah or series one whatever we're calling it <laughs> okay so it's time to rank that film wait wait and let's we rank films or all the films that we do but this ranking is slightly different obviously with it being a film picked because it was a good film that we both enjoyed <laughs> or at least ben enjoyed a lot um, so the rankings are a little bit different for this one. The first ranking is Seal of Approval. Seal of Approval. <laughs> Number two, worth a watch. Yeah, it was worth a watch. And number three, the old faithful, kill it with fire. Kill it with fire. So Ben, what's your thoughts on it? Or maybe I should go considering you liked it so much. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'll get mine out of the way. 
I've said enough about this film. Seal of approval. Seal of approval. Okay, I know obviously I bam out of this whole film basically, but I still think it's worth a watch because like I said, it's beautiful. The story is um okay, but there's elements to it that are quite nice and there's a lot of like beautiful um intention behind it as well, you know the way? Like the connection and the like kind of tradition traditional kind of background of Japan is beautiful. I would also recommend not to watch it how I watched it and watch it how Ben watched it, which was the Jap- in Japanese with the subtitle English subtitles. Or if you speak another language, obviously, whatever language you want. Just make sure that it's actually in Japanese and then whatever subtitles you want. Because the subtitles and the difference between subtitles and what was said was a, a massive thing for me because it pulls you out of the story quite a lot. So for that, I would still say worth a watch and I will watch it again with the Japanese subtitles. Uh, in Japanese instead instead this time so yeah that's what I think about this film yeah it was worth a watch that's what I think about this that's it oh I sounded like a, a belter what's a belter? a belter from oh, the response that, w- that's what I think about this yeah yeah uh, so I got Ben to uh, start watching the expanse because I've been trying to get people to watch it because it's so good it's the best TV I tried to get Stephen to watch it couldn't and then I was it's so I'm good. so happy you watched it I think Sammy said that she was going to start watching it and Sammy's not a sci-fi fan so I'm like do it just do yeah, it I sent, I, sent, I sent Sammy a voice message saying you have to watch this and you have to make Craig so Craig and Sammy are two very good friends of ours but I know that Craig will love it. I've told this. Craig about and it. I'm like, I've told Craig about Sammy, it so many I times. I think it will love it as well. I was like, watch so it. It's so good. So anybody watches watch it. it, it's on Prime. Watch it. It's great. Um, definitely worth to watch, especially I'm into getting sci-fi. The book. I got the first book as well. I'm going to read the first book. And then I've, if I like it, I'm going to buy the set um, nice. and get all of them. Oh, actually, I still so. have your voucher that you gave me. Oh, you should get the expanse with it. We should read it together. Yeah. And also, just to throw in another really good thing. Uh, on becoming a god in Central Florida is so good, but it's so good that I'm having to watch it really slowly because they were meant to do a second season, but the second season was cancelled because of COVID, and I am furious because it's so good. Have you heard of it? No, I'm. Is that who is that? Is it's that Don- Kirsten, Kirsten Dunst? Dunst? Kirsten Dunst and it is exceptional. Beth Ditto's in it as well. You know Beth Ditto that sang in what were they called? The Gossip? Mm. The ones that did Standing in the Way of Control. You live your life so bad. Cool. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna watch the trailer for it after this because we're just Please about do. finished. It's I'm gonna watch that trailer. Fantastic. Cool. Like it is so, so good. Really gritty. I've not seen her really in anything good. in a very long time that I thought was worth a watch, so that'll be interesting. Yeah. Cool, thanks. But thanks for that, Ben. We have to switch. We have to switch gears a wee bit because I think we need to start talking about terrible movies again. And I need to tell you what the next bad movie is yeah, going to be. Yeah, tell us. Okay, so when I was young, my favourite film was a scary movie that goes by the name of Urban Legend. We're not going to be talking about Urban Legend on the next episode. We're going to be talking about the sequel, Urban Legend Final Cut. Have you ever seen it? No. 
Okay, you are in for a goodie. Am I? You're in for a goodie. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you seen the first one? Uh, I think I have. I have to look at I, I loved it. Like, when I was young, I was obsessed. And my mum and dad didn't let me watch scary films. I always managed to, but they never let me watch scary films. And I remember Same. one night, they were... I think they were... Oh, no, they had friends over, I think. And they were in the living room. And I decided to go and watch Urban Legend you on Sky. Because it was on... And I, but I didn't get the chance to stay in the living room the whole time. So what I did was I put a tape in and I taped the movie from the start. And then my mum and dad came in and turned the telly over about 20 minutes before the And it was end. all porn. And it was, no, God, no, no, they turned it off. So oh, the my channel. videotape didn't record the end of Urban Legend. Oh. So I went a good like two or three years never knowing how it ended. Um, and yeah, I think that's why I was so obsessed with it because I was just like, I love this movie. And didn't have like, you couldn't just download the movie. Yeah, and, and, or you couldn't like Google to see days. what the ending was. Yeah, like there, it wasn't like I could get it any other way yeah. and YouTube wasn't a thing. So yeah, like I, I was just obsessed with it. And then eventually my sister bought me it on a two-in-one movie tape which was The Craft and Urban Legend good sister good job very good sister so yeah but we're not talking about Urban Legend we're talking about the sequel Urban Legend Final Cut exciting mm -hmm. is this one we're going to watch together yes we are we are going to watch this together actually i'm looking forward to that and basically i'm away on holiday from saturday so a few days from now and i'm gonna go and i'm gonna get sunned up in scotland because apparently we're gonna have a heat wave so it was like 22 degrees time... today not to talk about weather again on the podcast 23 degrees on saturday oh my apparently. god what are we gonna Madness. do taps off taps off Bat myself, tap off. Basically, we'll be all naked. Um, I'll probably just hang out in my backyard because I just don't think I can deal with the crowds on the beach. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. Oh, right, Jess, it's been amazing once again. Thanks, Ben. Thank you for joining That's me sweet. on this holy day. <laughs> <laughs> all right, goodbye, Ben. Bye, Jess. <laughs>